Hey, welcome to the Crush Monocle Podcast. I'm your host, Coop. This is my co-host, John. No. See, John, I thought we was doing better with the intro. We are. Until, until that just happened. Yes, it's okay. No. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about stuff. All the stuff. Most of the time, music and movies and mispronouncing people's names and all that stuff. Because we're two white dudes and that's what we do. <sighs> Um, how you doing tonight john i'm doing awesome we're recording a little earlier than usual you know but we like to mix it up we like to keep it fresh right right so we like to keep it raw on the set yeah we're keeping it raw i don't know i i I heard that in a beastie voice song once yeah but like are we keep that like okay you have to pay extra money if we're going raw all right sophistication <laughs> oh god. Super super sushi brothers. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> super sushi brothers. What the fuck is that? Oh god. Uh, hey, hey, speaking of brothers, Super Mario Wonder for the Switch is rad. Wait, what? What is this? The new Mario game for the Switch. What? Super Mario Wonder? Yeah. What is it? It's like it's like a 2D Mario. Uh, but it's like super psychedelic. Whoa! It's it's pretty cool. Yo, dude, me and my seven year old twins are gonna play the fuck out of this. Oh yeah, you. It's like four players at the same time. Oh shit, dude. Okay. Yeah, okay. Buy, so we got. Wait, I should wait. I should wait until fucking Christmas to buy this for him though. I should yeah. Cave in and like buy it right now. Right. Right. You know I mean? Um. It, there's also like. There isn't an easier hard mode, but if you play like as Yoshi or one of those characters, like they can't get hurt. So if you play with like smaller kids yeah. or whatever, like they can still enjoy it. Yeah, there's a we play fucking Super Mario Deluxe, some bullshit where you can be like Nabbit, whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, you can be and, him in this game too. Uh, and they like he doesn't die, but he can't power up. Right. Oh, same thing with this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's cool though because it's not like your traditional Mario. I mean, it's two D, but like yeah. there's like these uh, weird flowers that you take, and it makes everything psychedelic and <laughs> Jesus. like. Oh, you've got to watch the trailer later. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked it up. I'm stoked, but I can't, dude. I have to wait till like Christmas time to play this fucking thing. So. Hey, Christmas is around the corner. This is the November episode. Should we start teasing Christmas like all the fucking like department stores have started doing before Halloween? Yeah, I think my it? department stores probably had Christmas trees out like in September. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, fucking, you're still trying to sell me Halloween candy for $25 per bag. <laughs> yeah. Plus a Christmas wreath on the way out the door. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Friggin' capitalist. God damn it. <laughs> um, speaking of capitalist, uh, oh, what, God. Do you, what have you been listening to, John? Um, so I'm going to shout out some older stuff because. I'm still going to try and do my monthly column. Sure. Oh, yeah, you better. Yeah. So, I I mean, yeah. So, if you didn't check out last month's fucking A, better do it. You had so much (laughs) freaking stuff on that thing. Dude, I consume an insane amount of, like, it's it's out of control. Did you you read Kendon's article from last month in October? Like, I went over it, and then, like, I bet I haven't, like, listened. I just looked to see if there was any bands I knew. That's my favorite one. Uh there's so much good stuff on that list. I, I, I'll, I'll never catch up. Yeah. I mean, shout out to all the monthly lists, like the Indian inspections dope by Adam. Yeah. Um, Dane, I'm not super into ska, but I'm into his like other stuff at the bottom when he shouts out like other bands, the, the punk so, and other junk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> whatever he calls it. Yeah. Did you see, we got a shout out from Brooklyn vegan. That was kind of cool. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. It was good. Way to go, Dane. I don't think he listens to this. Hey, Dane, fuck you. 
He probably doesn't listen to it because he knows I hate Scott with a seething passion. <laughs> Dan, I didn't mean that. I, I don't mean. He meant it. Sorry. No, no I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, great guy. Terrible taste in music. But oh, okay. come on. <laughs> no. This I, isn't the hate on Dane episode. No, 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 no. I just hate, I just hate Scott. I don't care who likes it or don't. I, I hate it. You, there's not one. There's not one. Not one. We talked about this on the last episode. Okay, or the episode we're going to talk about it again before, and again and again. I'm going to say probably Tragic Kingdom would probably be the only thing Ska. Right. I mean, I don't really like like that album. I've grown to appreciate it more now than I did back then. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can keep Ska. Kick it into the sun. <laughs> All right. Let's get back on track. So I'm going to shout out my typical bullshit, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a band called Miracler. Okay. So M-I-R-A-K-L-E-R. And they dropped like a fucking kick-ass fucking noise rock album. Um, It's not new. It's new to me, but it's Mm. not new. Like it dropped, I think, like over the summer. I'm double checking that right now. Not that anyone gives a shit. uh, (laughs) It came out in June. So that kind of like flew under the radar for me. So I'm definitely recommending that to people. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to check that out. And then I'm going to recommend some slowcore shit that came out over the summer, too. Uh, there's a band called Nightosphere. So Nightosphere. Okay. They're that sounds like, familiar. Like a melodic kind of slowcore kind of cool shit. Like dream gazy, stone gazy okay. type shit. And there's a band kind of a similar ilk called Virga. V-I-R-G-A. So I've just kind of been following like... Um, a little bit of like, you know, the Ghost is Clear records, like we had them on the pod. Sure. And then I, you know, through that, I've just kind of like started following like the Kansas City, Kansas music scene. Yeah. And it's actually super robust. And like, if you follow bands on Instagram, they like play shows and always tag the bands and stuff like that. Right, right. So I discovered those two and they both put out, they both are dope bands. They both put albums out over the summer, like May, June-ish. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, that's pretty so good. Check that shit out. Move to Kansas City, goes to some shows. I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever been to Kansas City? <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, my favorite baseball team oh. is the Royals, and so I went there. Oh, and okay. That city is random as fuck. The whole state of Kansas is random. I've um, I've been to I've been to Kansas and Oklahoma and all that. It's different. That, I just I thought it was funny that Kansas City is they're they're, they're famous for fountains. Fountains. Fountains, like public fountains. Really? Yes. That's weird. <laughs> okay. So one of the things at that baseball stadium is like they they have this massive fountain. So like when someone hits a home <laughs> run, like the fountains go off. Oh, okay. And I was always like, why the fuck? And then when I went there, I was like, oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of different. I never know that. Yeah. Dude. So like if you if you go to like little like shopping districts or whatever, there's always like a fucking fountain. That's like cool. Public, public, you know, like offices. There's always a fucking fountain. Like parks, there's a fucking fountain. Staying, staying hydrated is very important. <laughs> no, don't drink it. You stare at it. You throw money in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You start <laughs> Kansas City, the home of spare change. Kansas City <laughs> has a banging infrastructure. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. When I think of All fountains, right. I always think of Buckingham Fountain. Not because I live in Chicago, but uh, the intro to Married with Children. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, for sure, for sure. Yep. Do do yep. not drink that water. Trust no. me. <laughs> don't. Hey, PSA: Don't drink anything that comes out of a fountain, even a drinking fountain. No, God, no, especially that. 
The Crush Monocle podcast does not endorse drinking fountains. If I if I'm gonna get herpes, it's not because I'm drinking from a water fountain. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's the last. I'm not putting. You ever see like an adult like walk up to a drinking fountain and they're just like going to town? And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, well, I don't like frequent parks or anything, but the worst is like when you're in Target or Walmart or something, right. and there's always some dude like just laughing the hell out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, like I went to I went to fucking Disneyland last month, right? Yeah. And so like I'm wandering around, I'm exhausted, I'm just trying to make sure my kids are having fun, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And like there's drinking fountains and there's like what next to the drinking fountain is like a water bottle fill station, right? Hey, so, that's good. Yeah. So like real ass adults are going up and like filling up their water bottles, right? I'm surprised they do that. <laughs> right. It's Disney. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Well, dude, a bottle of smart water was ten dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Like insane. Anyways, next to that person that was being a real-ass adult and filling up a water bottle is this other fucking derelict of an adult <laughs> fucking, like, almost sucking on the spout oh, of the water fountain. Sick. I witnessed it happen, and now I pay attention whenever I go to, like, local amusement parks or, like, parks. or like, And there's, yeah. oh, inevitably, some adult, like, goes and, like, drinks out of the drinking fountain. Oh. It's yeah. so sickening. I mean, I can almost see the Disney World thing because it's so friggin' expensive to buy water or whatever. But right, right. Man, no, I'll go in like the Walmart or something. They're, man, they're just they're just going to town, man. It's, they sound like a dog. It's like, dude, a bottle of water's like a dollar. <laughs> You're in Walmart already. <laughs> Open it, drink it, and put it back, and no one will even. <laughs> That's what the people do there anyway. <laughs> Um, oh shit okay so i'm gonna plug two things because cool. uh, yeah, i'm super basic uh number one i'm gonna the album is called uh painting by numbers the band is called in the pines okay i've talked about them i i don't know if i've talked about them on the pod but i've covered them at the site before and cool. it's super weird because it's from the same label from alana royale who i talked about last yeah, yeah, episode yeah. Yep. uh soul yep. step records um Super shout out to those guys. They're always putting out like the weirdest, coolest stuff. Uh, this is like a noise rock kind of psychedelic, um, more Very melodic cool. kind of. I don't want to say 60s, but it's kind of like imagine if a shoegaze record come out in the late 60s. Okay. So um, it's, it's really good. It's called Painting My Numbers. Killer band. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I just – yeah, cool. Just looked it up. Cool. Just come out. Like they sent me uh, the album on vinyl. That guy, uh, Melvin, who runs that label, always sends me his stuff. And I feel yeah, bad because just I, came out on Friday, right? Yeah. And I, I, I haven't had a lot of time to cover a lot of this stuff uh, that I want to, so I'm plugging it here. There you go. Uh, hey, look, for those who don't know, I'm also crippled up right now with this leg, so I can't do Didn't much. Didn't we talk of, about it last episode? I'm still in that shape, so uh, that's why I haven't been doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, go the, fund me for Coop. <laughs> Click yeah. the coffee PayPal button yes. on the podcast. And the I just want to see how it works. Someone make a donation, okay? <laughs> oh, it's, no one's it's still on the Because no one's ever fucking... Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> the, uh, hey, it's, it's my life, okay? Um if you would like to make a donation, please make 30 grand please. so I can have my surgery. Yeah. Or just a dollar. We just want to see if the button works. <laughs> if 30,000 people would just donate a dollar. One dollar. So every one of our fans right, donate exactly. a dollar. That would yes. be plenty. Yeah. 30,000 followers, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, the other thing I want to talk about came over the, over the course of the summer, but I'm just now getting to it, is uh, the artist is Summer Walker. Okay. And the album is Clear 2, Soft Life. 
it's an EP technically, but it's nine songs and like an hour long, so it's a friggin' album. It's not an EP. Wait, what? It's an hour longish, and they're telling you it's an EP. I, it has to be an hour long. It's like nine songs. Well, hold on. Okay. Now I'm looking it up. Let's see. Uh, which one? It's called uh, Clear Two. Uh, soft life uh while you're looking that up it's uh it's an r&b record mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously because i'm always you know pimping on yeah what is with you yeah but again like alana royale it's r&b with real instruments mm-hmm. um it's kind of minimalist there's not a lot of stuff going on there's no brass ensemble or anything like that it's just beats and you know bass guitar and some electric guitar very very cool stuff childish gambino does some work on it uh, i think oh, he's nice. featured on one song nice. um it's a really, really, really good record. It's very. It kind of reminds me of like Erica Badu in a way. Love that shit. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. It's not. It's kind of an alternative R and B. I don't know. You would. Yeah, she. I mean, she has like her own genre that she like essentially like invented, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of slow and groovy. Um, very good stuff. Check that out. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Love it. Go <laughs> listen to some shit. So those are the two things that I listen to the most. And uh, Kendon's article, uh, there's an album uh, from a group called Me Rex. I think it's Me Rex or M-E Rex. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's like Britpop, also Ooh. killer. Video has puppets in it, so that also gets points. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Since when are we giving out puppet points? Look, when, the, when, when music <laughs> videos, people make music videos and they put puppets in it, that automatically yeah. is a win for me. <laughs> God. It's got puppet points, people. Yeah, let's points, check it yeah. out. <laughs> Perfect segue into our topic this episode. Oh, yeah, I mean, kind of actually. Yeah, speaking of puppets and puppets. popular music, um, puppets. <laughs> recently, I had uh, watched a YouTube video um, by a guy named Johnny Harvey. Um, it's called "Why Pop Music Is Dying." Uh, it's a look at some of the reasons why he feels the music industry has been stagnant for the past few years. Um, Basically, the abridged version of it is he believes that TikTok is the main culprit, along with young people um, not being interested in learning how to play instruments, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I think blaming TikTok for t- in teenagers for the downfall of pop culture is more or less like old man yells at a cloud territory than an actual, uh, you know, uh, verdict. But uh, I do want to give him props that the video is very well spoken. Uh, he makes his points very clear, and he kind of expands upon them. Even though the stuff I don't agree with, it's it's worth uh, worth the watch. I'll put a link in the article for this. Nice. Um, but that it, the things that he does bring up is, I don't think pop music is dead, despite the title of this episode. Mm. I think the pop star in the traditional sense is dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. I agree, disagree. I mean, we've had like a preemptive combo, so yeah. So you watched that video, right, John? Yeah. Um, the long and short of it, what what do you disagree with his takes? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily disagree or agree or anything. It's just that, like, I I think because like I've been behind the scenes a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like I it's hard for me to like see through like a commercial lens a little bit. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like the audience, you know, like, yeah, the, like the, the audience average. and just, yeah. And like watching how like some shit works, like behind the scenes and how it's all so fucking calculated. Right. You know? So it's like, I agree with him, but at the same time, it's, I think he's just kind of going for like a, 
like it's an informed hot take in my opinion without being disrespectful like i know he probably did his research and like not beefing or being a jerk or anything like that it's just like i just i don't know i just i i agree but i disagree because i i like it's all there's so many people involved that like letting pop stars disappear pop stars don't exist anymore you know or like you know tiktok's killing songs like no it's it's the reason that it is what it is is because it's on purpose right so i agree with that i think i think well first of all without getting too too boring i think people also have to understand what a pop star actually is i mean Mm. pop music technically isn't a genre of music it kind of became a genre you know but like the definition of a pop star is an artist began creating music that they liked or whatever and then as their popularity kind of grows, they become the pop star. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like right. they're adapting trends and sounds and everything. So really popularity is what makes them what they are. So they're not technically pop stars anyway. You know what I mean? They're just stars, celebrities. Yeah. So um, in saying that, back in the old days, back in my day. <laughs> oh, um, <God>. Here we go. <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I will say that before social media, before TikTok, hey, even in the early days of Twitter and Facebook – Pop stars back then, like in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, they kind of cultivate an audience because they're not approachable or relatable. There's a big gap between that person on the stage and the person in the audience. Nowadays, um, artists are so relatable and so approachable. We see the ins and outs of their lives all the time, whether they're just saying, you know, what I had for lunch on, you know, on Twitter or their political opinions on Facebook or whatever. So I will say that that has changed quite a bit and maybe my pop stars being more approachable now i think that gap is just kind of shortened so it feels that it feels like the listener is kind of in on it with the star yeah i mean i think i think that that's true and i don't disagree with you at all Mm -hmm. but i feel like again like back to my other point is like it looks like that right do you know what I mean? Like it's being sold that way. Yeah, that's like, the pitch. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think, like, especially when you get to like a certain level, you know, like, I don't know. I'll get. I mean, I guess I can get into it, but like, there's yeah. like, there's a handful of acts, and there's a ton of acts that are maybe are a tier below or whatever. Yeah. That aren't necessarily like bands or artists or musicians or anything. They're essentially corporations. Yeah. Right, so like the, there's so much money behind. That's I've talked about this when we've talked about like touring and concerts and stuff. Yeah. But like, there's bands like Metallica, you know, Rolling Stone, Taylor Swift, obviously, like, fucking even like Kendrick Lamar, even though like he takes his art very very seriously. I mean, not to say other people don't, but you know what I mean. Like, mm. and you know where like they employ like hundreds of people right like you're there's people out there there's hundreds of people out there they work for metallica yeah like that that's what they do they're the accountant for metallica they're the personal assistant to the manager that's not even counting the dudes that's on tour with them that's just no i'm just talking about like people that work from home right yeah you know there's the assistant accountant there's Mm -hmm. the fucking you know like going back to like you talking about surgery and shit like that there's like the fucking health and benefits person that works for metallica like, you know, like any office job you can think of, Metallica probably has someone similar in a similar position and they work a nine to five job at home mm-hmm. 
They don't go out on tour. They don't do anything. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right, right. And so it's like a lot of people will look at Metallica and they're like, fuck, like Metallica's new albums suck. Or like, oh, fuck, you know, like Metall- I don't want to, you know, Metallica's so dope or they sold out or they, you don't understand. Like at a certain point, like granted, like Metallica probably still puts on a dope live show. I haven't seen right. them in decades, so I have right. no idea. And I'm not saying they're like selling bullshit. But, like, the only way that Metallica makes millions and millions of dollars is if they go on tour constantly. Right. And that's how everyone gets paid. The fucking account, like I just said, the benefits person, the assistant manager, the you know, all mm-hmm. that shit, right? So, it's hard for me when I see, like, people referring to people as pop stars or, you know, whatever. It's like, sure. But, like, the music is what, like, I guess gets them in the door. Right. You know, like, you know, people have to listen to you first, yeah. right? But then at a certain point, it just becomes like, we need to do whatever we can to keep this wheel turning. Otherwise, you know, like, Josh in accounting's not going to get fucking paid. <laughs> right, right. He's gonna, You know, he's not going to get his every his two-week paycheck. <laughs> yeah, Every yeah. two weeks paycheck. So, I don't know. Like, to say, like, pop is dead or pop stars are dead, sure, but there's pop stars now that exist as corporations and brands that yeah. are responsible for like employing, you know, like paying and employing like hundreds of people. I agree with that. And I think that's kind of goes back to what I was saying about um, what we think a pop star is. It's right. it's not as cut and dry as this person makes a whole bunch of bangers and right. sells millions of records and people love them. It's right. in order for them to be what they are, they have to be backed by and not even backed on a superficial way, but I mean like they have to have an accountant or the manager or the assistant yep. to the manager, just like any kind of yeah. business. Right. So before we start pointing fingers at teenagers or TikTok ruining the industry, we yep. have to realize what the industry is. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. um in saying that Metallica by that definition, are pop stars. No, they 100% are. <laughs> you know? Like, they are. As, yeah. you know, regardless of what kind of music they make, they're an Etni. That's a brand. Taylor right. Swift is like the biggest brand right now. The biggest brand. So, the, well, I would argue like she's like the Coca-Cola. Like she's the yeah, smartest brand right. out there. Um, as much as I despise everything that goes on because I can see through it. Like, Oh, yeah, right. It's immaculate. Like, Okay, so we're looking at today's. Let's just go back to his way of thinking, uh, Johnny uh, Harvey, on his video. Sure. How he was saying, um, we don't have a lot of bigger acts these days. That's a good point, because that's something that I haven't, I didn't really think much of, because I'm 41, so I have this tendency automatically of thinking that 10 years ago was 2000, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I can agree with that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, in my dumb old guy a mentality when i think of taylor swift or beyonce or Katy perry or rihanna those are right. those seem like new artists to me but those are artists that are in their past their prime they're in like right. the twilight years technically of right. their business you know taylor right. swift first record come out like in what oh seven right you know what i mean uh or rihanna or whatever I mean, I would say like the they that they've left the twilight of them being musically popular. Oh right, but that or musically that, relevant. Right, that's that's my next thing. So I will agree with him in saying that there isn't been a lot of superstars that's come out this current, which I know we're only four years into this decade, but the past I don't know seven eight years we haven't really had a lot of breakout stars that 
I think we're going to be able to see 10 years from now to say, hey, remember when this person came and changed the game? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say anyone's changed the game. I think that there, there, there are bands, artists, whatever, that are similar to those that you just mentioned that were you know famous in the first part of 2000s yeah. or the early maybe 2010s. But it's like more, it's like shifted to more like hip hop based. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Right. So it's like Nicki Minaj, you know, like Drake, like fucking like Aesop Rocky. Like yeah. They have festivals that go on for days. Right. You know, and like, but they're just, they haven't quite turned into like what the artists you just mentioned that came out in the 2000s, they yeah. haven't quite turned into that yet. Right. Cause like eventually. I you think. Know. So that disconnect, I think, also says a lot about how we feel about Legacy X. You know, um, oh, yeah. I'm not getting into old people that are like should have retired years ago. But if we're painting all these pictures on how music has been over the past decades, the artists that are still big now are the biggest stars probably should be over with by now. You I know? Do, yeah, I think about that all the time. I mean, I'm not going to finish your point. But no, yeah. but I mean, I'm like... It's almost a dirty word to call Beyonce a legacy act or Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift had the biggest tour of all time this summer. Right. You know, she made billions of dollars or whatever. But by default, by how the industry has painted all this over the past since pop culture was a thing, she is a legacy act. So yeah. it's kind of hard to put her in the same group as I mean, she's one hundred percent a legacy act, dude. I mean, it's like I mentioned, like in our pregame talk or whatever, but like. You know, the bands that I'm... You're talking about Beyonce, you know, I'm talking about Metallica, the Rolling Stones, fucking U2. Yeah. I think, you know, Tool, if you want to even get right. like, more artier and shit like that. Like, you know, like, just bands like that. Like, they... It's the emphasis 1,000%, or, or not... Well, I shouldn't say 1,000%, that's an exaggeration. 90% is about the actual tour and, like, the marketing and all that shit. And 10% of it is, like, about music. Like, do you honestly think... That, like, the people in, like, the Rolling Stones circle or Metallica circle, do you honestly think they, like, want to spend the budget or the money for them to go record a new album? Oh, man, that's an afterthought. It does absolutely nothing. No. That's, you're, like, the, it's, like, built into the contracts or whatever. They, they humor this ba these bands. Yeah, this right. Point. You know, like, a new Rolling Stones album just came out. Like, what in the fuck? Are we fucking kidding ourselves here? You're right. Do you know what I mean? Or who's, like, who's gonna listen to that and be like, "Oh man, I love oh, the era that yeah, they're in." Yeah, you know, holy like, shit, yeah. no. Or like, you know, like I think I made a joke a couple podcasts ago that like Metallica put out a new album and it was like their lowest selling album of all time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was like shit. their first album that failed to debut at number one yeah, or something. Yeah. And know? it's like, that's not the point. Like, you let the band record a new album so you can do new merch designs, right? You know, like mm -hmm. that's like the marketing part, and you just let them do that because you prop they kind of need it. Yeah, if they want that, you know, like I'm still a musician. We still get and we still get in the rehearsal room. We jam out. You know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know. it totally like sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like going back to like Taylor Swift, like if you she is one thousand percent a nostalgia act because she's not even recording new music anymore. Right. She's re-recording her old albums and i get why she's doing it because someone owns her master rights or old label. right yeah so if she re-records them she doesn't have to deal with the right. royalties and sharing yeah but she's touring on albums that she already got it's like the 10 year anniversary 20 year you know what yeah I mean? like 15 14 year you know, right like so okay so we can brag about how many tickets these sell these 
a her show sell or yeah. and I and I don't want to turn this into an anti Taylor Swift thing. I hate her guts as a person, as an artist, whatever. I'm not making this a hit piece. But even for the bragging of how much money the tickets go for or whatever, it's still no different than seeing somebody like Sly and the Family Stone play at a casino. Yep. But we'll make fun of them. Yep. Or the county fair circuit. The thing about yep. it is she basically is playing a county fair circuit, only on yeah. a much bigger level. But yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I think, I think, uh, before I get off that subject, I think what this guy fails to realize is that, um, that disconnect, we don't, the average listener doesn't really understand what it, what a pop star is and what it means to be a pop star. Right. And I think he's spot on that we don't have big superstars like we used to. I know we're very early into this decade, but I really don't see anyone in this decade that's going to make a big impact that's going to be the next Michael Jackson or the next Madonna. Or, you know, like even I talked to Kendon earlier and we talked about um, Olivia Rodrigo. She's a big one that's kind of broke out the past couple of years. But in no disrespect to her, um, (laughs) her music is god awful, but she's literally no different than Avril Lavigne. Remember when Avril Lavigne came out? Everyone was like, like, oh, she's no Britney Spears. She's punk. You know, it's like she kind of is Britney Spears, only she just sticks her tongue out and makes ugly faces. But it's the same thing, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, so if if Olivia Rodrigo's the biggest breakout star in the past few years, we're we're in a pretty bad shape when it comes to having the next cultural impact. Uh, Like, I have just one little thing about her, like, People, I like people that are like not you or Kendon or like some of my like close inner circle that I talk to me talk music yeah. all the time with. Like just randoms that I'm friends with will hit me up and be like, "Hey man, you down with Olivia Rodrigo?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> come on, dude. She's like edgy, kind of like grungy and stuff." I'm yeah, like, kind of nineties. Like yeah, and I'm like, um, okay. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and then like I, so because like, I would just ignore her, but like I get pinged yeah. on that all the time. Oh yeah. Like, you know, oh, you know, like people will hear that and be like, oh yeah, my buddy that really likes bands and music and goes to shows, like I bet he loves her. And it's just like, yeah. no, like, but I mean, she, she, didn't she like bring the breeders or didn't she bring the breeders with her to like open for us on some tour? I don't know. I think it was. It was it's like know. a watered down version, of like what Nirvana did. Remember, Nirvana got famous and they brought all their buddy bands, and then those bands kind of got like yeah popular. But the thing about it is, where that was different, that was on a time when labels were signing all those dudes, thinking well, yeah, they were going to be the next. But like, but like, she's totally using that. It's like, like I'm not going to sit cred. there and say Olivia Rodrigo doesn't like the Breeders. I'm, she probably does. Yeah, but right. If you listen to a Breeders album and you have some tiny bit of music taste, like you're going to like that. Band. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I don't but mean like, disrespect for her as a person, but like no. it's so superficial. Yeah, you like, know, like you know, and like good for the breeders. Like they're gonna do a reunion tour, and they're kind of already on that shtick, and they're gonna make a ton of money. Yeah, like, and maybe some fucking shitheads in the crowd that are Olivia Rodrigo fans will be like, "Oh, the breeders," you know, like, yeah. and then they'll discover the Pixies and figure out the breeders like, right. on tour with all these dope bands, and like you know, I don't know. To that point, that brings up another thing that I I do agree with in that guy's video. Um, is that source music or not source music? What do they call it? Catalog music mm-hmm. is gotten f- more popular now than when it's ever been. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, now, you can ask any boomer out there, and they'll be like, that's because modern music sucks. It's not no. because modern music sucks. No. We're in a golden age of new music coming out. Right. Like, there's a zillion... I can't even list all the stuff I listen to in this year alone. Right. But um, that... The new music is... It's on your TikTok, or it's on this type of thing. The source music or catalog music is just, like, faithful. You can listen to that without thinking about it. So... I have a, I have a, I have a like conspiracy theory as to why some of that stuff is well like, because they also there. just bought them from people for ungodly amounts of money like oh so that's we bought Springsteen's for five hundred million so let's make sure it's getting played you know exactly so that's that's what I think like as far as like you know you'd think it would kind of die down but it somehow is still just like in your face like yeah. Fleetwood Mac fucking oh, concert. God, like, why God, yeah. why why you know kids it's don't like no that fucking sense. right like they do though because it's like on everything you yeah know? Like, right. And so it's like, and they, and that's a band that can't even tour. Like they're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. Or or, or they won't speak to each other. Like one of the few things. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what I, it's like somebody like, you know, these firms buy these back catalogs. Like Bowie was the first to do it, I think, or somebody like, Mm. sell this back catalog for like, what, like 45 million, like like some number that sounds dumb in 2023. You know what I mean? And it's like. If I'm a corporation and I just paid 50, 50, 35, 10 million, 11 million, <laughs> you know, half a billion dollars for someone's back catalog, I'm sure as fuck going to make sure that it's played oh. on everything. Yeah. So I can get my fucking money back and make money off of this. And shit. there's no radio that much anymore, right? So, like, yeah. that's why they're putting it in movies like Guardians of the Galaxy or, yes. or an orange juice commercial or, or trying to, like, get it started as, like, a little TikTok. Right? little viral like, thing. You yeah, know? yeah. Like yeah. the guy like, drinking the cranberry with, juice. That, that's you know? exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. And, you, like, sure, like, that guy seems like a genuine dude. I'm not sure. saying he was, like, paid or bought or anything. <laughs> right, right. But, like, you keep putting that song everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, like, eventually it's just going to get picked up. You right. You know what I mean? And then it goes viral, and now you've made a ton of money, and here you go. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. Artist development. Okay? So you don't have to develop Fleetwood Mac's catalog no. or the Eagles. or. Well, it's a gold band. That's what I'm saying. You buy it, and all you have to do is just sell it. It's a product everybody already bought. Yeah. You're just reselling it to them. And uh, it's kind of communal, too, because if it's kind of like I have a 16-year-old niece. Right. If she listens to Veruca Salt on a TikTok video, she right. might bring it up to her mom. Like, oh, I like this song, mom. And she's like, yeah, that's Veruca Salt. I was like half your age when that came out, you know, or yeah, yeah. whatever. So <laughs> yeah. in a way, and cheesy as it sounds, it's kind of communal. Like, generations can kind of vibe on the same music. You know, right. something they listen to, and now they're checking out because of a TikTok trend or whatever. Right. But um, we're not; they don't have to develop those old things, and I think that's a big problem with a lot of current uh, artists. Labels are only signing people that's already got fans, and as from a business standpoint, I understand. Like, yeah. I would understand why they would sign some artists on TikTok with five million followers. That's less risk more reward because they've already got five million people that like them so they're not signing the people that like eminem for example eminem had the highest selling album in the in the 2000 from 2000 to 2010 he had the highest selling record and it was like 50 million or something like that right Right. so most people before that slim shady song come out didn't know who eminem was of course right that's how they got was introduced to him i mean there might have been people like 20 people that knew him but that was development he progressed as an artist as he went on and and sold those records he worked hard to do it right 
But yeah, I mean, Dre discovered him and White Rapper and Dre like put him. money into that though and developed right. that. Right. See, right. they're not willing to do that anymore. Dye his hair blonde. Right there, you, you know, go. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make him look even no, more serious. white. Like, yeah, he was never, you know, like yeah, yeah. So, and like I said, I don't mean that as a disrespect, but that was development. That's something that an indie artist doesn't get. Right. Um, so nowadays, these labels are all crying that like, oh, it's hard for us. We don't know what to do. They're not putting the work into anybody. Well, I mean, they can't. I mean, I think their budget. I think that's what it is. It's kind of what I was going back to. It's like, you know, the way that like the, you, this happened like mid. 2010s maybe early 2010s you know mm. it's where you would see like a band that had been around for a minute and then like they would sign to a major label and you're like well, well, why, you know yeah why are you switching labels or you could make money being independent like what are you doing right you know and it's like what happens is like a band you know a label like interscope mm. you know they're still like pretty fucking huge right? yeah like probably the biggest label yeah exactly. major i mean think about it. that was kind of like you were like Interscope. They put out like the Offspring album. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, or like Nine Inch Nails yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, this seems like a cool label. They have like really cool bands. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're associated with Death Row. That's fucking dope. You yeah. Know? And now they're like Apple. You know, or yeah. fucking like you know, like Kelly Clarkson cool... and U2 and. You know. I mean, they're like a corporation, right? Yeah. They're like fucking like you know, fucking Disney. Right. You know? Yeah. In, you know, where the fuck was I going with this? <laughs> No, I mean, with with development, though, and just because yeah. an artist has 5 million followers doesn't mean that's going to necessarily mean 5, 000, 5 million people It's going to buy 5 million records. Right, right. And development goes a long way into convincing that person to buy a record. Uh, right. Just this past summer, I don't want to, like, talk crap about, <laughs> like, any artists or whatever, but I saw two different smaller artists at Pitchfork Music Festival this summer, and both oh. of them were very similar that they didn't have a band. It was just an artist with a laptop doing their thing. We had one artist who has not been developed by a major label. Um, what is her name? I wrote it down. I can't think of her name, but um, she went out there and it was very awkward because it just wasn't, she didn't put on a very good show. She was a great singer and all that stuff. She right. couldn't dance. She wasn't really commanding the audience. And I kind of felt bad for her because the vibe wasn't there. Like no one cared. But then the next day when the group Jockstrap came out on stage, um, who I actually really like. I like I like that group. And uh, same thing. It was a dude with a laptop and the girl with the microphone. She right. freaking owned that thing. And it was because she was dancing and doing all the thing. A label may have not have developed that, but that girl has the, la the singer in that group, Jockstrap, has theater background. Yep. So they have a... She already knows what stage presence means. Yeah. You know, and in the same breath, last year I saw um, that one of those TikTok dudes at Riot Fest, a young, young blood or something. I don't know what his name was. Mm -hmm. um, he people knew him, and he had a cool look, but he didn't know how to command the stage. Sure. And when I saw him backstage, I don't know if he would like appreciate me saying this, but he ain't listening. Um, he looked nervous as hell, like he didn't even know how to answer questions with press and stuff because he wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, but back older in the 90s or even in the mid 2000s, whatever, these artists already did the physical work of learning how to have stage presence and be yeah. commanding. Put in the work. Yeah, put in the work in that sense. So I think if you're they're trying to make an artist break out, they're failing them in that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... 
I mean, I think that it's not even like taking like established artists now. It's like you're just they're trying. They look at like, can we market this? Can we turn this into right. a fucking you know like thing that everyone can like make money? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I, like you know, like it's basically like now we're t- taking from like you know like all the Disney stars, and now that there's not really Disney stars, they're like, oh fuck, I don't know what to do, you know. And then yeah. there's bands that like get famous that I'm just like, well, how the fuck? Like Imagine Dragons. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they just got put in like every kids' movie as mm-hmm. far as like their song or soundtrack, and then you know, and then again like. Every single one of those fucking albums or songs, like their songs are all the same, right? But yeah. you can stick them in a movie and like, yeah, and then they can tour and you know, like, so like, I don't know. It's like that's those kind of bands are the only bands I can think of that were actually kind of a band before, yeah, and then became, you know, something that is bigger, <laughs> right? This but like commodity. now it's just like it just shows up like, you know, like Nicki Minaj existed because like Drake endorsed her, and then all of a sudden. You know, like yeah, you forget that stuff. She's yeah. just been around for so long. You just think of her as one another legacy artist. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Oh, Grace Ives was the name of that artist I was talking about from. Oh, Pitchfork. okay. She's okay, really okay. good. I like her music, but man, like yeah. she sucked live, and I feel Dude, bad for her. You know, the, and the thing that kind of sucks, it's like, and I whatever I don't you know like so we just talked about this. Like, Pitchfork Music Festival used to be, like, oh, yeah, we've got some big, big acts. Yeah. You know, but, like, this is kind of about the bands that we like, but are, like, mid-majors. We're going to kind of push them up. And then, like, the, you know, the third tier, you're like, oh, fuck, what are these bands? Yeah. Whatever. You know, like, a lot of festivals were kind of like that. They're like, this is our niche kind of genre. We're going to push into this still. And not just have everybody, you know, that did all the festivals this year. (laughs) Right, right. And that, I think, and I get that too. It's like, you know, Pitchfork's like the biggest music website, right, at this point. Like, they have to. They're yeah. owned, they're traded, like, you know, like, it just kind of sucks, like, seeing, like, even them, because they fucking suck, but, like, you know, seeing, like, even that little, like, twinkle of, like, originality that they had or, like, Edge just completely disappear. Yeah, it's like, you know? because they're, they are trying, like, everyone's blaming the labels for not knowing what, you know, what to put thing, but, like, if we're not talking about the artists that they're trying to push, then no one cares. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, no. I probably wouldn't have seen Grace Ives live at her own show. I mean, it's right. sad. I mean, I liked her music, but, right. like, that's not really something that I'm going to go see unless she's open it for somebody else or whatever. Right. And if these artists aren't being developed and learning craft and all that stuff, that's not something I am going to see in the future. Oh, yeah. If I had friends, it's like, hey, dude, I got tickets to see Grace Ives. You want to come? I'll probably be like, like mm, no. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Matt, talking about live shows, mm-hmm. uh, being you're somebody uh, who has worked shows, and you just talked about earlier how calculated brands are and that sort of thing. Right. What's your thoughts, John, on how um, tickets have gone in the whole cultural impact of going to a show in 2023 has become dude so i am not shitting on like anybody like right. i get it economy's economy yep you can't do like a mid-major tour and charge a certain amount and then you know there's people that are a t- tier or two above you and they're charging a certain amount right like i get it like you know if a certain band that's around your like popularity charges 60 and they're getting you know filled venues yeah 
fuck it, you go ahead and charge 62. But like, we, like Isaac and I, Isaac, the co-founder of the site, I don't even, you know, pray, fuck you, Isaac. (laughs) We love you, Isaac. (laughs) But we went and saw like Mars Volta, right? Uh Uh-huh. The other day, and it's like they're they put out that cool new album last year, yeah, you know, and they've been on a tour for about a year ish and a half, and they finally came to Salt Lake, and you know, we were like, oh fuck, let's go, and we had talked about it, and then I'm like, got close to the show, and I'm like, you still want to go? I said yes, whatever. So I go to buy tickets, and they're like, they're like what I said, they're sixty fucking dollars. Yeah, and, and I'm that's like, cheap. No, it is, it right? is, but like. You know, I go and see like model actress for like fifteen bucks, or I go right. and see like flooding for ten dollars. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the most of the shows I go to, they're like thirty bucks, and I'm like, great. You know, like, yeah, that's whatever. the good tier. Yeah, you can leave and, without like, feeling guilty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and they always buy a t-shirt. You know, right. So whatever. Yeah. But I was just like sixty fucking dollars, like for bars volt like i love them and they're great but like this is a little bit of a nostalgia tour even though the new album i thought was cool yeah you know what i mean and like uh, and so then i found out this so this was kind of my little segue into both your topics Mm -hmm. is like that same night tool was playing salt lake city yeah so when we got to mars volta i was like i really thought this was going to be like more crowded you know like you know, they're fairly big. Right. Know? Oh, yeah, and important. You know, you know, they don't tour all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, it was like three fulls full, but I thought it was going to be like full full. Yeah. You know? And this is like a thousand person venue. So not huge, but huge, bigger for Salt Lake. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? And I didn't even think about it. And fuck, and they brought it up on stage. They're like, we really appreciate the people who came out tonight because there's another act down the street. That's, <laughs> and I was like, who's in town? I don't know the fuck who's yeah. in town. <laughs> and <laughs> of course, everyone's like, Tool. And I'm like, of course, fucking tools in town. Yeah, you know what I mean. And think about that. That is like a band where the music doesn't matter at all. No, like new music, right? Doesn't matter at all. They have six fucking albums. Mm-hmm. The last one they put out, everyone fucking hated it. Yeah. And then before that, it was like a decade before they put, you know, like a decade. And like they were touring every fucking summer, no matter what. And it's because they make millions of dollars. Yeah. Like. I mean, they, it's only, like, they only have these time people to play like the five Mars songs. Volta show. Right. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like, but like people that go to Tool at this point, like you're basically like a new metal version of a deadhead, you know, or like, you know, it's just dumb at this point. Like it's the same fucking show. It's the same fucking songs. Yeah. You know, like, why are you still going? <laughs> right. You know? You've seen it once. You've seen yeah. it 25 times. Like, I've seen matter. Tool five times. I've worked for them three. I don't ever need to see them again. It's the same fucking show. Right. You know, like, I mean, and another thing it's really annoying, and this is going to sound really gatekeeping when I say it, even though I promise not to be a gatekeeper. I really hate that ticket prices have gotten so expensive this year in the past couple of years. Well, post-pandemic, I'll say. That's is, what, sorry, I forgot to hit on that. Like, tool tickets were like 200 to $300 to $500, depending on where you want to And they sit. probably sold out. It was damn close. Like, the yeah. $200 tickets were in, like, the back of the basketball arena in the upper yeah. deck. You know? Okay, so ticket prices are so expensive that people... It's almost like they're wanting to brag that they went to an expensive concert more than they are going to the show. I can afford to see Tool. You know, know, like, like the people that was given, like, 10 grand for Taylor Swift tickets earlier this year, you know? And they're like, oh, it's because Ticketmaster's, you know, ruining tickets. Like, dude, let's... Ticketmaster sucks. They've sucked for... A million years. A very long you time. are a person who can sit here and say that because you know you've worked big shows, right? But 
let's not blame Ticketmaster a hundred percent on what people are. If people's willing to give ten grand for a ticket, right. then don't blame Ticketmaster for it. No, I mean here's the thing: is like if Metallica, like they're down to earth, right? Like they're still out yeah. in the crowd and fucking yeah. dress normal, yeah, and, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, do you think if Metallica was like, "Hey, Ticketmaster, you're going to cap our ticket sales at one ninety five," yeah, you know, like whatever, right? Under two hundred dollars, right? Can't, you know, Ticketmaster would be like, "Okay, yeah, you know, exactly, like, yeah," <laughs> you know, but. You know, Ticketmaster's like, yeah, we're fucking selling your tickets for like four fifty. They're like, great. You yes. Know, like, Are we selling out yet? Yeah, like, we almost. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, Ticketmaster really isn't the problem here. No, Taylor Swift could be like, charge ten dollars per ticket at my show, Done. and they would be like, okay. We should like, sell out like twelve shows in a row for a week yeah. straight or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. And make a billion dollars. So it's not Ticketmaster's yeah. the problem. Ticketmaster so it could can... be like half price and they'd still be like, okay, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like, the friggin' cure caps yes. their prices. And look, no one cares about the cure anymore like they used to, right? Right, right. I mean, I know they have a big following and they're like a huge legacy act. But think about if they wanted to, if they wanted to hire the right PR people yeah, and like still Metallica's or Taylor Swift's people away, they could be that. Like, yeah. it just would take. You know, sell their back catalog everywhere. Fucking yep. now it's on TikTok. Now they are doing arena tours and now right. this and now that. But they're old grumpy English guys and they don't want to fucking deal with them. Okay, so uh, Robert Smith went against Ticketmaster earlier this year and he's like, right. oh, the tickets aren't going to be over $30 or whatever. I can't remember the number or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, I think he said like 40 or and it, it was like something like 40, 50. Something like reasonable that. like yeah. 20 years yeah. ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it freaking worked. So yeah. why, why would Ticketmaster bow down to a band to the cure to the cure a band who hasn't been culturally relevant in what 30 years maybe Uh, 20 20 ish yeah okay remember when remember when he tried that for a minute the the cure fest oh yeah right yeah yeah he did that for like two or three years and they probably made a really good amount of money but the thing that was dope about that fest is he brought along all the bands for the most part that he was like super into yeah like, I discovered, like, two or three bands the one year it came to Salt Lake because I worked it. But I was, like, yeah. watching the side stages. And I was like, who are these fucking dope-ass bands? You know, like, <laughs> these are bands that the Cure handpicked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, super sidetracked there. Sorry. If the freaking Cure can do it. Right. Don't sit there and act like Metallica yeah. or yeah. Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift or Beyonce yeah. or whatever. Can't name how ticket price is going. And as for yeah. scalpers, scalpers have been around since tours were a thing. Dude, scal- you know, like, yeah. don't let it's not yeah. scalpers. It's you, the freaking consumer, buying it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Fucking insane, dude. So wrapping up that guy's video, and everyone should go watch it. I'll put a link in the thing. Um, it's. I don't think that pop music is dead because pop music's not really a genre. It's whatever's popular. I mean, that's what it means. Whatever make, can make the most money. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I will say that pop music, how we used to know it, is dead in that sense. The, what the, the definition of a pop star has changed. But yeah. what hasn't changed? I wrote down some stuff in my notes here. And, they, and Michael Jackson's Thriller in the 80s sold 70 million copies. It's yeah. one of the highest selling albums in history, right? Right, right. Um, but go back. Uh, the 70s, the highest record, the highest selling record in the 70s was Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Isn't it still like top 10 or it's, top 20 or something? It's still in the 200, like right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so 
and uh, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper was one of the biggest selling albums of the 60s. Right. Right. Now, all just those three records. Okay, and let's go to the 90s. One of the highest selling records uh, in the U.S. was um, Alanis Morissette, Jacket Little Pill. Okay. I think the actual biggest was the Backstreet Boys, but that's counting the whole world, whatever. Let's not go with boy bands, but... So let's look at the Beatles, Michael Jackson, Pink Floyd, Alanis Morissette. Okay, even if you hate all of those albums, you know the cultural impact of those records. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you okay. don't like the Beatles, you know Sgt. Pepper. Okay. You probably don't regularly listen to Michael Jackson, it's friggin' Thriller. You right. know Thriller. Right. You know right. you know Dark Side of the Moon, Jagged Little Pill. Um, Unfortunately, on the last one. Yeah, I don't like Jagged Little Pill either. Uh <laughs> But I'm saying those are cultural albums with cultural impact that have influenced and changed. And they're all four of those records are probably still on the Billboard 200. Yeah. So if a record like Sgt. Pepper or let's take the Beatles out because they're their own thing. But let's say Dark Side of the Moon or Jagged Little Pill or Thriller. All those records are still in the top 200. What's stopping any other artists for selling records? In so yeah. it's I mean that but that I I don't know dude cuz like streams right I mean it's just Does that aggregate into like the top 200 album sales at this point have they like I think they there? I think they've taken them out that it don't count because they want to still push the newer So I mean artists. that's yeah I mean I don't know you know what I mean like it's out, it's all about streams now you can't even talk like album sales at this point Right you know but I mean? I'm just saying like if and then if there's now they're pushing all this catalog music, then all those bands that we're tired of hearing for the past seventy five years are still culturally relevant. What's oh, yeah. stopping the new artists then? I I mean that's I, I don't know. know. It's like an oversaturation. You know, it's like I still do, I do think that like, pop stars are the pop star as we know it is dead. Yeah, I could agree with that. I could agree with the fact if you think about it in a traditional sense where. You know, what's a, a pop star is basically like music at this point, or that's kind of how it was coined back in the day, anyways, yeah. too, right? Like you couldn't, you in popular culture, you could not like avoid it, right? You know what I mean? Like even if you despised it, you ran into the Beatles doing some some fucking stupid thing, or I God, I don't even know, but like you're you know the definition of pop star, Michael Jackson, like whatever, you couldn't fucking put on a football game and not see like the Pepsi commercial right. right, or whatever, you know? So I would say the pop star is dead, but like Taylor Swift is becoming that. Yeah. Like you can, like I, I actively avoid all pop shit. Like I just, yeah. like I, I'm good at it. Like I know what not to look at. I know what to avoid, <laughs> right. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like something I kind of have to be like, don't do that. Cause we don't fucking care. You know, right. I just don't want to even have to like filter it. Yeah. You know what I right. Mean? And it's like there's certain people like her that like I can't not, yeah. You know, like I am. I know commercials and shit, and I know what not what places to look for music or go for music, and like I can't not. Yeah. Like it's like so. It's you know. it's so present that you can't yeah. get around it. Like yeah, like pervasive. Like you just cannot. You know, like. So in saying that, it goes back to your first point. That pop stars are no longer pop stars, but brands. And that's why you can't get rid of this stuff. And if you've got people pushing it, and then you have uh, the other point with that guy saying that, like, labels only sign people that's got built-in fans. If someone's already got 5 billion fans, then that's 5 billion dedicated people. Yeah, they don't need the label at that point. 
They don't need a label. They don't need radio. Oh, and that's yeah. going with radio and MTV. So, like, this dude wants to blame TikTok for ruining everything. How's TikTok different than MTV? TikTok actually makes bands money. Yeah. Right. Like, indie bands will get, like, TikTok famous, and they will actually make, like, nothing crazy, but, like, they'll get a chunk of change. Well, they'll get exposure, and they'll get their million fans. That, Like I said, that five million fans don't mean they're going to sell five million albums, but that is exposure. It's exposure as lame as it is to be paid with exposure. I think any artist can tell you that. But nowadays, it's very hard to get exposure. Yep. Because it's so oversaturated or whatever. We used to be able to set... Uh, John and I are close in age, so we used to sit as teenagers. We'd sit and watch MTV to see a cool video, and we'd sit through ten of them before a good video would come on. But we were being exposed to nine videos that we never would have listened to either either way. So that was something that we had to be forced. Nowadays, we don't have that because if I don't like it, I can swipe and go to the next video. Yep. So yeah. uh, just don't be at that like part of the internet. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so. so, like, when was the last time you actually watched a music video? You know, hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I should care more about music videos. I mean, like, I just like like a band that I like will put out a video, and I'm like, mm, I just listen to the song instead. I'm a and huge, like, I'm a huge Beatles fan. You know, I love the Beatles. I right. did not care about this new song they had out. Like, yeah. Green Day, don't, Green Day had a new video. Don't Green, yeah, just don't. Uh, right, that's not. I don't know. Uh-uh. Nope. So, like, do you care? Mm-hmm. You know? No. Nope. So, nope. so, yeah. Uh, if, uh, yeah, I want, I, want, I want that guy to listen to this video and, and hear what he th- says about our opinions against He can come on if he wants, if he does listen. If he does listen. And I also want to, being that I'm that kind of guy, there's an alternative to that video. Another uh, YouTuber named Blackie Speaks. Uh, he has a... Um, a video on the same topic called the music industry is falling off. Uh, you didn't watch that one yet, John, but um, yeah. he makes some even better points. That I didn't even get to bring up here. And I think it's a much uh, different um, approach to the same subject. Got it. Got it. So check that out folks. I will, For sure. Actually. Um, and I think that's about going to do it. Yeah. I think I'll stop like bitching and moaning. I feel like like old Henri dude. Well, you know, we didn't crap on any pop stars. No, I no. I, I mean, I'm not shitting on anybody's music. Like, if I concentrated long enough, I could find something. I mean, that you know, cool about it. I've got to the point where I'm old enough that I'm not who Billie Eilish makes music for or Olivia yeah. Rodrigo, and that's fine. You know, no, I mean, that's I mean, as much as I've wanted to shit on like Taylor Swift. Like, it's just not anything. Like, is it really a hot take? Me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, who cares? So I'm not like saying that. I have relatives that love that shit and cry, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna shit on that. Like, yeah, hey, like what you like, dude. Listen to the yeah. crap that I like. Come on, I have yeah. The I mean, Misfits are my favorite thing listen ever. To any of my recommendations for new bands in the past, <laughs> you know, you could be like, what the fuck? Why is it? this guy's has brain damage? <laughs> and I also want to say that like it's not stop blaming teenagers for the world's problems. Like I know teenagers dude. can be annoying and stuff, but Everyone's the laziest fucking take of all time. Like anybody that does that, like stop, just fucking stop. It's so dumb. It's so fucking tired, dude. TikTok sucks. It's annoying, but it's not ruining the world. No, teenagers can be annoying. Sure, I was a teenager. I know that, but they're fine. I'm gonna be okay. Promise. It's okay. (laughs) Imagine what our parents thought about MTV. 
but we're all okay. It's just dumb. There's n- don't be an old mad person at people that are younger than you. Just don't ever. <laughs> it's the worst look ever. Like just don't do it. And, and the world Please. sucks too, man. Let teenagers be teenagers. I, the, the world sucks. Like you can sit next to this teenager and be like, the world sucks. And they're like, fuck you. And you're like, fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you know, like yeah. So leave the- Don't don't be that. Don't be that person. Leave them kids alone. Yes. Please. (laughs) All right. Um, On that note, like and subscribe and smash the like button. (laughs) Can we please tag Olivia Rodrigo in this and maybe she'd retweet us to be edgy. I doubt it. Man, her album sucks, man. I am not going down that train. You know, but hey, it's not saving rock and roll, but you know, pop music's always sucked. So that's okay. Not doing it. All right. <laughs> this has been the Crush Monocle Podcast. I am your host, Coop. I am the other guy that says dumb shit. I know. I say a lot of it, too. Uh, like I didn't it's... say I was the other guy, the only... I'm the only person on this... So I'm the other guy that says dumb shit. Ah, saying... yeah, nice. I didn't mean that, dog. Right. Sure. <laughs> oh, by the time this uh, comes out, my track-by-track review of Now That's What I Call Music Volume 1 will already be out. Oh, God. <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah, so click, go click on that friends. that article after that. Share it on share it on Instagram. Share it on Twitter. X, uh, <laughs> Facebook. I don't know. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been the Crush Monocle Podcast. Coop, out. Peace.